0: Lonely Monk Productions. Do you like storytelling? Or do you like me? Well, join me on April 27th at Caveat in New York City on the Lower East Side as I share a true story from my life on the show Risk. Created and hosted by my former guest and my pal Kevin Allison, Risk is the live show and weekly podcast where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share in public. And here's a tip. Tickets are available now for $18 if you purchase them in advance or, you know, $20 at the door if you wait until the day of. Can't make it to New York, but still want to catch the show? Well, the night is being live streamed via Stellar, and those tickets are only $15. Visit www.risk-show-tour for more details. That's www.risk-show-tour. Hope to see you there. I don't know if y'all have heard Band-Aid by Paris Jackson yet, but yo. That's my that's my joy. Hey yo, displace the guilt. What's good, friends and family, neighbors, near and far? Welcome to an all-new episode of the Yo, That's My John podcast. The podcast, website, brand, movement way of life dedicated to the embrace and championing of your passions. I am your host, Nate Runkle, a.k.a. John Connor. Come with me if you want to live, a.k.a. Nate 3.0. Back at it again with yet another episode of the podcast. As always, I hope this podcast finds you all in good health and in good spirits. On today's episode, I chat with singer Ryan Gilfillian. We talk about his life and his latest EP, Evergreen, and that's coming up in a bit. But first, friends, we did it! Last week, we finally broke into the Apple Podcast Top 100 Charts for music interviews number 91 with a bullet y'all it's so incredibly validating and it makes me know that i'm on the right track with this show and you know of course i couldn't have done it without each and every one of you so i hope you keep listening and i hope you keep continuing to share the show with your friends it means so much to me guys everyone is welcome aboard And the best way to keep up with the goings-on is to jump on the website, www.yothatsmyjohn.com, and sign on up for the mailing list. And guys, while you're there, check out the shop link for some Yo That's My John merchandise. I mentioned the uh, return of the John shirt that went up last week, but beyond that, there are a bunch of t-shirt designs up there, so go knock yourself silly. And make sure you're following us on the socials at Yo, that's my John on everything. Like us, follow us, rate us, review us, subscribe, Do it all. Alrighty, we're gonna take a very short break and then we will return with my interview with Ryan Gilfillian. My guest today is an incredibly talented singer and songwriter who has graced the stages of the World Cafe Live, the Newport Folk Festival, and the Exponential Music Festival, opening for some of the top acts in R&B and country. His latest release, the five-song EP Evergreen, brings you along on his journey of heartbreak and love, and songs from it can be heard on 88.5 WXPN in Philadelphia and on 91.5 Jazz and More in Las Vegas. Folks, it is my honor to welcome to the show, Ryan Gilfillian. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined today by the great Ryan Gilfillian. Ryan, thank you for joining me on Yo, That's My John.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So um, I I recently got a chance to check out the um, video footage that XPN shot uh, for The Key. Um, And my God, does your band sound so good right now. And yourself, man, like just so good.
1: Thank you so much. It's uh like literally just a, a good collective of people. Obviously, I don't know if, if anyone follows me. They know I play with another band, Omar's Hat. That's another collective of just musicians that all produce their own things and that just are always are all on another level. And I'm like, you know, lucky enough to play with these guys, and it's literally like eight people. So, you know, horns and everybody that comes together, and they they already have like. A natural feeling together. And then when they come in and they listen to my stuff so much that they could just play it, it's like, it's just, oh, it's just, I can't explain it. I love yeah. it. I love playing with my friends.
0: It's it's awesome and it takes on like a whole new feeling. Like like the 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 EP is incredible, but the the way the songs sound with with the band just playing it live, like there's so much more feel and so much more kind of um, room for just life in all of your in all of your stuff, man.
1: Thank you so much, man. Yeah, we, uh We just did the flower show um, literally last week, and. We played almost half the set. We never played together, all together, at one time. I, like, half these songs I've never sang in public. But just knowing, again, who I was playing with, I knew it was just going to be fun. So every time we play something, I'm happy you brought that up to XPN Key Sessions. I was just actually showing, showing some friends and family the same thing. And NPR just actually put it on their website, too, so in their live sessions, which is amazing. We just um, submitted our Tiny Desk video and everything, too. So pretty much everyone in that video, except for uh, Damani Akiri. Shout out, Doc. it's a other bass player. He's, he's great. But the person that you saw in that video was AJ, who actually just put an album out as well. And that's amazing. Kayla plays keys for me. She just put a, a, a single out last week. Called Imagine it's Black Butterfly. I just got to shout out all the homies, but can. But Definitely. they're amazing. Their music, their music. Their music. Their music speaks for itself. Like I'm just. I'm grateful that they played with me. Like I said,
0: amazing people. It's it's a, it's, a, it's incredible. Uh, let's jump in the wayback machine. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where were you born?
1: Born in Philadelphia, but uh, grew up in Delaware County, right outside of Philadelphia. It's a place called Morton. Went to Springfield High School. My brother, my sister, my mom, dad, we all were musicians or did musical things. My mom, well, she's in the medical field, but she sings too. My dad sings. My brother, he's actually a musician now. He does well for himself. My dad music paid the bills all our lives. Like, he just grew up in a musical household.
0: What, but uh, what, what, this what, kind was of, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs>
1: You got it. no idea,
0: uh, yeah I was just gonna say what kind of music was like playing around the house like at that time when you were little, like were your first memories of songs so
1: it was a good mixture, so my dad always had like records in the basement whatever he wanted, but, right, I always liked Michael Jackson and stuff when I was younger, but then my dad was doing weddings, so he had to play current songs and we knew what was going on. I remember like this stuff that. You know, you could play at a wedding or even stuff at the current time. It was like Faith Evans. or but I mean, there was Stevie songs, Babyface. It was just a big mixture of different things. We uh, we always, you know, and then we, you know, growing up, kids, having our friends, we still got into the hip-hop and even, like, the rock. And, like, we had in sync posters. We were strange. We had a wild, ambidextrous amount of music just... Hitting from little you could you go either way with it, but it was a good job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, when so, uh, do you? i I'm, can pardon my ignorance. That's the word I'm looking for. Pardon my. Uh, do you play? Do you play music, or um, like do you play an instrument, or or do you just primarily sing?
1: Well, I mean, I can play some keys. I can strum a little bit on the guitar, and I can pretty much pick stuff up. I played drums as a kid before my accident. I don't know if it, you guys can't see me, but I'm in a wheelchair. But, um, yeah, I've, uh, I've always been able to pick up stuff and make good noises with it, but I'll leave. If I want to make a sound, I have a friend that plays that instrument way better than I can. So I rely on them a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Did you, um, did you sing in school? Like, were you in like choir and stuff like that or?
1: Oh yeah. We sang in, in school and, uh, yeah, literally since, since I was a little kid, I always did, we didn't do too much extracurricular. I mean, I did like talent shows and stuff for school, but, um, we kept it, you know, under wraps kind of until, uh, until I really got out of high school and got out of college. Well, it was like in, in college and started kind of rapping and, uh, just writing more music, doing stuff and my brother started. I didn't hear my brother even sing until I was 21. Like, he didn't even uh, really, really use his voice that much. So, it's kind of crazy how fast things happened for him. Then, uh, yeah, as soon as he started, you know, he moved to Nashville and started making some moves down there, we started taking advantage of more opportunities and uh, really started to make a change rather than doing what I was doing. To making music,
0: yeah. When um, when when Sorry. when when you were uh, when you were uh, rapping, uh, uh, who who was like uh, what what's what what was like your guy like? Who who were you kind of um reminiscent of? Like, what was
1: uh? I I, I can't say. That's funny. Everyone always says like, who can you p- compare yourself to? Almost like I can't really. I don't know. Like. I used to, I mean, of course, I love like Lil Wayne and Jay-Z and like the people that I grew up on, but like, I didn't really rap like them. The producers that I would work with, like uh, my buddy Weezy, uh, DCX, Albert Einstein, that's his, his stuff. He's a producer, my best friend. And uh, we just, we literally went from the cheapest mic, and rapping in... in Hotel and the shit to get in the studio and then locking in and really investing in ourselves and stuff like that. So I was working with his beats and everything. I don't know. We just had our own flows, like our own little. We were kind of weird. But I'm yeah. kind of happy I started singing more than rapping because I feel like, I mean, I could always write and I wasn't a bad rapper. i I might be selling myself a little short, but um, I'd rather sing because it feels better.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like you get to hear my emotions when I'm I'm writing these songs. Like I don't know if uh you listen to my album or anything, but I put an album out in November, November twenty fifth, it's a five piece, but it was five songs out of a lot more that we picked out. And uh we went me and Nikki boy Leo, nicky Leonardo, it's the main producer on it. We wrote these songs together. He's from New Jersey, but we took trips to Nashville back and forth, 13 hour trips, flights. And it took about two years to come up with these, these songs. It's the first project that I put out, a full project. And I'm happy I waited and got the sounds that I liked, and worked with the people that I worked with. Now that I have this team out in Philadelphia of these wonderful people that picked up the same sounds you know, are willing to learn my stuff and work with, it. it's just, like, it's even better. So, you know, we got some incredible music that we're working on now. I'm just, I'm super excited for what's what's to come. Uh, so this is going to be a good year for me. Yeah,
0: I've, I've, I've absolutely listened to Evergreen. It's absolutely phenomenal, man. Like, I, I love it. And, like, one of the things that I find very striking about it is it doesn't sound like a a early release like it sounds it sounds lived it sounds like uh like you you know it comes from a place of experience um what what was the the process in in kind of putting that together like you said you had a lot of a lot of tracks for it that you whittled down was there ever a thought of doing it as a full album or was it always the idea to put an EP out first
1: I mean it's just I feel like since I uh I didn't almost establish a gigantic, you know, audience. It was a lot of money and everything, that I put a whole album out, you know, like, I can hold on to a couple of songs and maybe release some songs after, or maybe even, you know, I could get a song to somebody in my band because they might be able to do it better than me. But I think the, the five that I, I, I put out was a, a nice, tight little project. And I did. I looked at my peers before I, you know, even recorded my stuff. I where I went to even record everything was the same place like Paramore did their album. Like I worked with people that had a lot of experience and honestly taught me a lot. Let me just, you know, humbled me before I just released something that would have sounded kinda a lot more amateur. But thank you again very much for you know saying that. I've never heard anybody, you know, critique it like that. Like, it sounded like like I've been doing this a while, because honestly, it's just, I don't know. I have put my heart into it, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's, absolutely. And you can, terrible. I mean, you can definitely pick it up. Like, you can definitely hear it in that. Like, it, it's, it's definitely, the passion is there. And, and that that's, those are the kind of projects and the kind of art that excites me. Like, when when you can hear that, you know, this this is the only option for, for someone, you know, like this is it. This is what I wanna do and this is what I wanna share. Um, it's beautiful, man. Like I, I, I dig it a lot. Um I, I I also have to say that the the concept of um I wish um breaking hearts was a real crime is just fucking awesome <laughs> like it's just so good I love, that. I love that line so much man like it's so good oh man i i'm just gonna sit here and sing praises this whole time because like like i said like the, the the sound is totally something that like is in my wheelhouse it's kind of exactly the kind of um soul and and r&b that like i've always been drawn to um especially uh from a live setting Um, who, who were kind of some of your influences making that pivot into, into singing more than, than rapping? Like what, you know, you, you said it was easier to kind of share the emotion that way. What was, what was your draw to it?
1: I mean, my brother was a gigantic influence. I mean, seeing clearly how he used just his voice and just the, the the emotion like when we sing you you see it in our faces and just everything how we do do what we are I don't know like just seeing how he does it and i I thought like that like i could I could sing and you know I could get paid for doing this, and uh yeah, I'd rather not just be sitting here rapping like an idiot um i can put my heart into something and you know and i think that's honestly like was one of the biggest things but uh not just that like, like old school music like otis redding uh i mean uh, frankie beverly like uh like just people that i can like feel like when they sing when you hear these people like you hear it in their voices you see it every emotion when they're they're doing it. You got to close your eyes. Like I have to wear sunglasses when I'm on stage. Every time you see me on stage, I have sunglasses. I debated if I was going to wear sunglasses for this. Uh, that's why I, I, I was, this is I was wondering.
0: I was wondering if I was going to see them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I just uh, it, but it's it's a thing because like I, I usually when I'm not nervous, but like when I'm giving that type of emotion on stage, I have my eyes closed or. Like, uh, I'm making faces. So I feel like I just gotta, it's like my, my safety shield. And, uh, yeah, when I'm given all that, it feels good. So that's kind of why I made that definite pivot from just not soullessly rapping, but like I didn't get to put my everything into, into rapping. And I feel like I'm doing that with this, the singing and writing. and The path that I'm on. So,
0: yeah yeah. was it was was was, was it a uh, was it was it an easy transition for you or or like like did I guess did it click right away or?
1: Oh yeah, I mean I've been saying to the whole time, kind of just behind the wraps, just messing around. People are always like, "Hey, you need to do that." So, I mean, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty easy. I don't know, especially with the with the people that I'm around to. Like, like I said, Kayla Child's Black Butterfly. This girl, she plays keys like, I I can close my eyes and see the rainbow when she's playing. And it's just like, it's hard not to hum or sing something or just words come to my head. So, yeah, I don't know. It's definitely uh, the company I'm keeping and I don't know. Yeah, just yeah, definitely keeping consistent around those people.
0: You had mentioned you always have uh, someone there to uh, bounce ideas off of to kind of formulate the songs. Like, uh, what it what is your song pro- uh, pro- writing process like? Uh, just kind of come up with a melody, or or do you uh, do you uh, craft out your words first? Well,
1: I know that like whatever I'm going through, whatever emotion I'm going through, and what, what I'm feeling is what's going to come to my mind. So like. I will, uh, I'll sit with, Saint Nicky boy, Leo, and um, he'll just play, let the guitar just start strumming something. We usually start from scratch all the time. And like, it's always, I don't want to sound cliche, but it's always going to be like, keep playing that, keep playing that because something will come to my mind. Like, and I, I literally go off the first, the first couple of words. I remember the day I wrote crime, the first words that came to my head, my head was wish I could wake up and be fine because of what I was going through that day. Like I literally, as soon as I wake up, I woke up that, that morning. I was, I was reminded of what I was going through in my relationship and everything. And like that's, that was, was what was resonating with me all day. So that's what I wanted to write a song about. So, um, yeah, like it's, I can't just write a song about like anything. I have to literally be living it. I mean, I couldn't, you know, if, given a topic, if I needed to, I could do it for sure, but it's better to, you know, have that raw emotion come out for the music. I can, I'm definitely good at, good at freestyling and improvising off top. Like that's a strong thing. We try to like hit record and just let me do what I do. At least that's, I have a couple of songs that just me making stuff up and, uh, we just went with those. Didn't even change. So, you know, it's a different creative process at different times. I, uh, uh, you know, way I'm feeling right now, you know, alcohol could could be a thing, you know, and make me write about certain things because I'm a little sad right now. But I'm not gonna get into that. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> But uh, another, another day. It could be the total opposite, you know? So, you know, yeah. Whoever I'm around definitely can sway me as well. Like, um, I remember, you know, if I'm writing with a someone that I might be attracted to, we might use that attraction rather than embracing each other on a on physical type time. We might just use it to go crazy with lyrics. I've done that with, with another person. And it worked out great, and I'm very happy. We never, you know, explored the other things. We used the music, cause it ended up in a good song. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nah, you, something- you never know what's gonna inspire you, what the process is gonna be.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's like it's uh it's too early in the behind the music to uh to to ruin the good song with uh <laughs> with uh, a relationship. <laughs> um uh Absolutely. You know, um one relationship obviously you you can't really ruin uh, is the relationship with your brother Devin. Uh the song you guys do on, on your EP Talk to me um is beautiful. Like, uh, what's it? What's it like? Kind of, you you said your brother inspired you to kind of st- start, you know, singing as opposed to to rapping or whatever. Um, how does it feel to like kind of collaborate, uh, on, on on something of your own, um, as opposed to you know the other way around or anything like that.
1: Well, I've been definitely waiting to do that, so I'm happy it did happen and. <laughs> It's definitely uh, the first one we put out, we got some more, some more songs together. He's like a workhorse. He's written like a hundred different concepts in the last year. He's got so many different songs and his album's coming out in April. He sets the sets the bar for me at least. You know, After, you know, it's hard sometimes going after him, but, uh, you know, at the same time, it's not. He give me any type of help if I needed it. So it's, it's, a, it's a great person to have in your corner.
0: It's awesome. It's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a it's a phenomenal song. You know, uh, uh, my my favorite uh, song on on the EP though is um, "Mary Mary." Um, it's just got such a great vibe to it. Like it it just it hits me. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard. Um, uh God, I forget what the name of the album was, but there was a guy named Donnie. I think he was from like Atlanta, um, R and B singer. Uh and it's it it's got it's got a vibe just like that. And it's like one of my um my favorite, like unappreciated um albums. Like whenever someone's like, play me something I've never heard before, I always play on that. But Mary Mary's got that vibe, man, and I absolutely dig that song. Um tell me a little bit about writing that one.
1: I actually been playing that little Doodle, uh, like the little intro before I go into
0: my memory, gonna be me deep in
1: my feelings. I've been playing that for years, just messing around. And uh, first time I met Nikki Boyleo was with another writer, friend, singer named Tidge in Nashville. And me and my buddy Josh, we flew down there and we recorded, in, I think it was like Justin Timberlake's building or something. I forget exactly what it was. And don't, you know, quote me word for word for this because we'll figure out exactly where we did this. But uh <clears throat> we did it. I met Nicky. He came up with this. I played the the, the beginning. Uh, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Energy's on And they loved it. They're like, we got to build a song off of it. We're doing it right now. We're going to, let's jump into it. What key was that? I'm like, it's this C. And uh, from there, they just literally took like two days to just get everybody together from the bass player, and, uh, the actual keyboard player, Josh Blaylock. The bass player was Taylor Thompson. And uh, both of those dudes are Grammy nominated. Uh, Fucking who else? Uh, I mean, we got my brother singing background, got my dad singing background. Maureen Murphy and Monty Wilkins, they're, I don't know how many crazy records they've been on, but they're the baddest background singers this side of the Mississippi. And uh, I got my sister on there. I got a whole bunch of people to just do backgrounds, And then uh, my buddy Batman, Christian Pateo, he he mastered it. Um, We re-recorded it. We did everything over at uh, Fatback Studios, the same place where like I said, Paramore did their stuff, and uh, yeah, it's, I love that track. It was just a beautiful thing. Literally, the day I met Nicky boy Leo and uh, that's how that we were going to build up this entire. I think we did that 2019 first day in Nashville, September 2019, and I was still in a relationship at the time, so I was writing from a perspective of like, I'm you know like. Mary's leaving me, but crazy thing is, I was leaving her. It was just, yeah, it's wild. But um, yeah, no, it was a lot of wild meanings behind the whole album. You know, but um, you feel it. I feel like you feel that If you're going through that, if you're going through a heartbreak, you definitely can relate to it in a lot of ways. But uh, I'm happy to work with the new the people that I've been working with because I got some happy music coming out now so
0: yeah I that's it. uh I dig it is that uh so are, are you are you putting an album together is that is that next or or are you going to release song? uh you know some singles or
1: I'm gonna be doing some singles but I'm initially putting another project together so uh yeah I'm working with some I'm working with AJ I'm working with Kayla I'm working with you say. I'm working with everyone in the group: Nikki, Boy, Leo, Austin. It's I can't wait to do what I'm. What I, I can't wait to show you guys what I'm, what I'm doing. I'm happy about it because I love my album. But uh, I'm trying not to get you in know, uh, the sad, sad album mode anymore. You know, I want to put the positivity out.
0: I love it. I love it. What, uh, what, how, how have the, um, live shows been? I know you, you said you were just at, um, the, uh, flower show and I think you played at Ardmore, right? Um, recently.
1: Yeah, we did. Uh, so yeah, I did the, the flower show and, uh, me and Omar's hat did, uh, the Ardmore music hall. Me and my brother did the Ardmore music call too. About, what was that? December. But we've done a bunch of different shows. I got, uh, another show at Silk City coming up April 13th. It's going to be like a birthday type show. I got Trey Wayne, the now generation. He's going to be playing with me. Well, we're going to be like splitting the show. I guess I'm going to have my band. He has his band and kind of make it a little, make it a thing, make it like a fashion type of thing too. It's going to be sharp. But uh, I'm going to do, be doing a private show after that. I can't tell you the location of it, but it's going to be like 80 people capacity. It's going to be real intimate. We're going to be doing a lot of content. It's going to be a nice situation. Um, but we got some stuff coming up, for sure. Uh, Disability Pride Festival. Um, yeah. I don't know. We got some, some shows coming
0: yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Um, do you have a Do you have a time frame for the uh, for the new album, or are you just kind of when when it's done, it's done?
1: Uh, man, we still got to push this here, AP. We got a little bit, but yeah, I think when it gets hot, as soon as it gets real hot, you gonna get a single. That's all. That's all I can't
0: say. Okay. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. Um, at this time, you want to you want to do some jauntlet questions. These are my questionnaires that I that I ask uh, every single guest that comes through uh, the the podcast. Um, it starts with the one hit wonders. Uh, one hit wonder number one: Billy Joel or Elton John. Who do you prefer?
1: Damn, I'm gonna go. Were we talking '80s Billy Joel
0: it, or yeah, we, Billy Joel? Yeah, yeah. Oh I'll do
1: it. Uh, no, no. I'm still going out.
0: On that one. Okay. All right. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Debbie Harry or Joan Jett? Debbie Harry. Okay. All right. Um, Aretha Franklin or Tina Turner? Oh, man. Come
1: <laughs> on. I'm going to Aretha for sure. Aretha
0: all day. Yeah. I, I love uh,
1: Tina. don't get interested, but Aretha all day. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tina would tell me to go Aretha.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, uh, Nirvana or Pearl Jam?
1: Oh
0: damn, Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, hold up.
1: Uh, I gotta say Pearl Jam. I got more Pearl Jam than Nirvana. I love Nirvana, but like Yeah, yeah, Pearl Jam.
0: Yeah, I can dig that. Um you you know, you, you said uh growing up you had a uh, super eclectic um uh you know kind of uh uh, range of music you were listening to, um, it, and uh, is is there is there a rock op- a rock album in your uh, in your repertoire? Like, it, have you have you thought about incorporating any rock into your stuff?
1: I mean, I would love to incorporate some. I like I had crazy phases. Like, you would have to t- ask me like what grade I was in and what I was listening to because, like, I don't know, fifth grade, I was heavy Eminem, System of a Down. Fourth grade, I was like heavy in the corn. Like it was like I had these weird, weird, weird phases. But like, of course, a little later, I got into the, the Zeppelin and then, like I experienced the old school classic rock and kind of the different things. But I would, of course, throw a little Nirvana in my situation, or I don't know what type of rock even. You know, I even throw like. Would you classify Tracy Chapman as rock too? I think that's yeah, I rocky.
0: Could, I could that's like a folk rock, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like some folky rock in there. I like even like some some uh hmm, I wouldn't say the stones, but uh what's my boy Steven Tyler? Um, oh man. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Alexa like and some some wild stuff in my set that like some some people can relate to and still like I don't know. Like, I would have to read the scene, but I still, I even do some country out here. You know, I do some Tennessee whiskey, some. What else? What else? Would I, have I already done? Ah, I, I can't think of that many rock rock songs that I've thrown in my repertoire. But yeah, yeah i would definitely. Do some.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, next one: uh, Janis Joplin or Stevie Nicks?
1: Damn, that's a hard one. I love Janis, but like, I love Stevie. I'm going Steve Nicks.
0: All right, I love it. Uh, Beatles or the Stones?
1: Beatles. Come on.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Uh last one of the one hit wonders, Bohemian Rhapsody or Stairway to Heaven?
1: Bohemian Rhapsody by far.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm right there with you.
1: <laughs> come on. Like what? <laughs> I would love to do some Queen. I would I would I would kill some Freddy, but uh yeah some Freddie and some Zeppelin in there. You can do some, Oh
0: yeah. I could.
1: I can get in there. <laughs> uh,
0: um, all right. The next section is the top 10 countdown. Um, obviously, you know, John can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be music. Um, number one, what was your first, John, what was the first thing you were obsessed with when you were a kid?
1: Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. I just, I wanted to dance. I wanted to sing like him I just wanted to to move like how Mike moved when he was a kid that was That was it. I just wanted to do everything Mike did. I found every record that he was on in my dad's basement. I played them every song. I learned them when I was so little. I knew every Michael Jackson song.
0: Yeah, I was uh right there with you. I had uh in uh I had the uh when I was a little kid, I had the Beat It jacket um and like that was like my prized possession. I wore that thing everywhere and uh even into high school, like I'm older than you, but like uh 93 I was still dressing like uh Michael in the uh the Way You Make Me Feel video. Uh, so like I had a mm-hmm. I had a ponytail and like would always wear like a, a white V neck under a, a open button up that was like my look for for like a good two three years like uh, I was I was uh, kind of obsessed.
1: Yeah, yeah. We just did the way you make me feel at, uh, at the flower show, and I, I love that video. I don't think I had that style at all, but uh, I, maybe if I was a little older, I could have been on there
0: yeah yeah i'll tell you what when i was wearing it it wasn't cool all right so like uh don't don't get it twisted like nobody thought it was cool but uh but i was doing it i was i was living that um number two what's your current job what are you into right now
1: mm, Who am i into right now i'd say anderson uh <laughs> anderson pack and like pj the chicago kid um I'm still into my brother's music. He's more wild than uh than the stuff that I've been like really doing on some more of an R and B wave. But other than that, literally I've been listening to my friends, uh AJ. AJ Sugar. His his album is incredible. And I'm not just trying to, not just trying to plug him. It's literally a masterpiece. Him, brushstroke, they have like the same type vibe. It's stuff you can just drive to, chill, tells a story. It's so good. And uh, now that Kayla's dropping her stuff, I can't wait like to just be able to sit and listen to all my friends and that be my playlist. So,
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, number three, what was your first concert? What was the first live show you went to?
1: First live show? Carlos Santana.
0: Yeah? Where at? Yeah, me-
1: Atlantic City. My dad brought me and my brother. We were young oh yeah that yeah is. i mean even younger i mean that's the first one i really super remember we went and saw tower power when we were kids uh the average white band we were so little though like i couldn't enjoy it or know what was going on but i remember he seven i remember everything about that
0: so. that's awesome that's a good one that is a good one uh number four what was the last concert you went to What was the last live show you saw
1: Last live show I went to might have been my friends. Um, Taylor Kelly. Taylor Kelly. She's amazing. And I'm actually going to see them. They have a women's show with Carla Gamble, Taylor Kelly, I believe, Soraya Nicole, a whole bunch of wonderful women that are singing. Black Canvas, which is uh, Molly Rossi, uh, Jay Shauna, and... uh, Whole bunch of wonderful women in this band, and they're gonna be at World Cafe on the 16th. That's probably the next one I'm going to.
0: Awesome, I dig that. Uh, number, uh, that was number four. Number five, what was your favorite concert? What was the best live show you ever saw?
1: Best live show I've ever seen. I gotta say, huh, that's that's tough. I've seen a lot lot of live shows. Um, You've I mean, seen Babyface, face he, he was amazing. Um, I I would say it's am modesty, not modest, but uh sound biased for my brother. Uh, he literally puts a lot of work into his show and he brought out the big guns and it it showed me why <laughs> there's a big price difference in what he's getting paid and what I'm getting paid when we're doing shows because he's putting the work in it.
0: beautiful answer yeah, yeah. I love it um and and I don't I don't disagree like and 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 don't but don't sell yourself short like um the the two the two of you sharing the stage at uh the exponential music festival this year was was a beautiful thing man and it sounded so good like uh that was that was a great moment to uh be able to experience
1: oh man thank you very much that was a uh... was that 2021 yeah 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 that was dope that was dope so 2022 let's say 2022 I got to do Exponential Fest with uh, Omar's Hat that was a wonderful experience as well we got to I got to lead my own band almost all the original members were actually out touring and working so I had to come up with my own gang but ended up being majority of the people that I usually play with.
0: So it worked out. That's dope. I love it. Uh, Number six, who have you never seen live that you wish you would have? They can be living or dead.
1: Michael Jackson.
0: (laughs) I I knew that was coming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: That's clear. It's easy.
0: Uh, Number seven, name an unappreciated John name, something you wish more people would pay attention to. Hmm.
1: Unappreciated John. Uh, hmm, it could be anything like, or
0: yeah, any, anything at all.
1: An unappreciated jaunt. Oh, no. Unappreciated jaunt. Honestly, uh, Robert Glasper.
0: Oh uh, God. Yes.
1: That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a, that's a funny thing. Like I've gone up with friends to see him play at the new, at the blue note in new york and he's a humble cat he's played with uh some of the cats that i know adam blackstone Treyway. it's just uh yeah he's a killer man and uh it's funny how that whole situation happened when you know, the grammys happened and everything but yeah
0: hey he got, that robert yeah he got he got a good t-shirt to sell out of it didn't he <laughs> hmm
1: <laughs> exactly
0: uh, number eight. Uh, what's your favorite favorite album?
1: Favorite album. Oh man, this is gonna be super random because it's not related to anything. But like, my favorite album, favorite era of time, and everything. I don't know why, but it was the Carter Two, Lil Wayne. It's just it, at the time, everything I was going through at that time. That that album spoke to me and yeah. uh, still does at times. still does tell,
0: at times i'll tell you what i feel yeah. like because of because of some of the um more goofiness later later in his career like i feel like people don't give wayne enough respect for that era of like carter two through carter three like um he was just on top of his game and like just putting out killer after killer after killer.
1: Yeah, no one knows. It it was unreal. That whole that was my high school era. It was like everyone in this house right now can can agree that Lil Wayne was top tier. It was just the shit. <laughs> That's all we would blast. Like CDs, we were burning CDs at the time. Damn. What happened to Burner CDs. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. A brilliant answer. Uh, number nine, name an artist whose output. You'll consume anything they put out.
1: J Cole. Uh, for sure. Uh, not, not just J Cole though. I could, I, I could have went with someone else. No matter what, no matter what they put out. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Like he's put out rap. He's put out R&B. He's put out soul stuff. he's, Got so many different flavors. Fuck with Anderson for sure. Yeah,
0: definitely. That's that's a dude who just head to toe is so incredibly talented and just great at anything he wants to try to achieve. Like it's it's unbelievable to watch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, number ten, favorite. the tenth and final of the top ten countdown. What is your favorite John of all time? Doesn't have to be music; can be anything you want it to be.
1: Oh man, favorite John of all time. Favorite joint of all time? My dad's album. He's got an album from way back when, this band called Cafe LA. And that's kind of like, that's one of the main, main sources of why I, I wanted to get into music, period. Seeing him perform live and do what he loved. So shout to Cafe LA. Olay is the album.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that, that is so cool. I I, I have never heard it, um, but I did uh, come across it when I was doing all my uh, all my research, and I, I pulled up his uh, like uh, all music page and stuff like that, kind of looking into it. I definitely got to give it a listen.
1: Awesome, man. Please, Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, okay. Thank you again for this opportunity,
0: man. Yeah, man. No, thank you for doing this. If anybody wants to track you down on the uh, on the socials, what's the best way to uh, to find all that?
1: RyanGaffillion dot com, or just look up Ryan Gaffillion. I am on that's Ryan Geffillion on Everything, literally, like if if you do go to my website, then you'll find everything like my tour dates and uh, where I am going to be popping up next, and my music and all of my socials. But literally, R Y A N G I L F I L L I A N on everything: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you know, TikTok. I got
0: it all, so I love it, Ryan. Thank you you you. so much. Thank you so much for doing this, not just doing this, but also thank you for creating um, just incredibly beautiful music. Like uh, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Like Evergreen is just a beautiful uh, achievement, and uh, uh, I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation.
1: Thank you again, man. This is awesome.
0: My thanks again to Ryan for joining me on the show today. His EP Evergreen is currently streaming wherever you get your music from, and you can see Ryan perform selections from it on The Key on WXPN's YouTube channel. He will be performing on April 13th at Silk City in Philadelphia. Tickets are limited, so if you want to go, make sure you get them pronto. Visit www.ryangilfillian.com for more info. And you can follow Ryan on Instagram and Twitter at Ryan Gilfillian and on Facebook at Ryan Gilfillian Music. Links to all of those are in the show notes. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to the Yo, That's My John podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. And gang... It is never too late to get yourself a super awesome John Scout merit badge for citizenship of the world just by rating and reviewing us. Don't forget to visit www.yothatsmyjohn.com for articles, merchandise, and links to all of the previous episodes of this podcast. And while you are there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to get all of the updates delivered straight to your inbox. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Yo, That's My John for updates and live streams. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Yo, That's My John and search Yo, That's My John on YouTube to find the Yo, That's My John YouTube channel. Like and subscribe the heck out of that ish. We want to hear from you. Reach out, reach out and touch some John. Thanks as always for joining me on yet another episode. Join me next week, yes, next week, for another episode where I am joined by the great Dave Haas to talk about his upcoming Sing Us Home Festival. Yeah, man, no rest for the wicked. Blue skies. Until next time, everybody. Hey yo displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure your taste in music doesn't have to be yo that's my John is a lonely monk production written and produced by yours truly Nate Runkle theme song by Phil Tyler music featuring Nate 3.0 special thanks to Fox Run brands DX Ferris Andrew Scott Natalie Runkle and the incredibly brilliant and wickedly stunning Katie Daubney. If you or anyone you know has any ideas they would like to share or any guests they would like to hear on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to us at yo, that's my John, at gmail.com or you can leave an audio message for us and possibly hear yourself on a future episode by visiting anchor.fm slash ytmj slash message. Until next time, be sure to displace the guilt and embrace the pleasure and shout, To the world, yo, that's my John.